to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. All I really saw was Edward's face. It filled my vision and overwhelmed my mind. His eyes were a buttery, burning gold. His perfect face was almost severe with the depth of his emotion. And then... As he met my awed gaze, he broke into a breathtaking smile of exultation. Suddenly, it was only the pressure of Charlie's hand on mine that kept me from sprinting headlong down the aisle. The march was too slow as I struggled to pace my steps to its rhythm. Mercifully, the aisle was very short. And then, at last, at last, I was there. Edward held out his hand. Charlie took my hand and, in a symbol as old as the world, placed it in Edward's. I touched the cool miracle of his skin, and I was home. Our vows were simple, traditional words that had been spoken a million times, though never by a couple quite like us. We'd asked Mr. Weber to make only one small change. He obligingly traded the line, till death do us part, for the more appropriate as long as we both shall live. In that moment, as the minister said his part, my world, which had been upside down for so long now, seemed to settle into its proper position. I saw just how silly I'd been for fearing this, as if it were an unwanted birthday gift or an embarrassing exhibition, like the prom. I looked into Edward's shining, triumphant eyes and knew that I was winning too, because nothing else mattered but that I could stay with him. I didn't realize I was crying until it was time to say the binding words. I do, I managed to choke out in a nearly unintelligible whisper, blinking my eyes clear so I could see his face. When it was his turn to speak, the words rang clear and victorious. I do, he vowed. 
Emily. Yes? It's been a long time since I got my stuff together and wrote down all the names of our new patrons. Yeah? But guess what? We have a bunch of new patrons. <laughs> and I know we're like, we're three chapters into the book, but we did take a long break and all these people joined us during our break. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, the first person I would like to welcome is Rachel from Tennessee. Also, Emma from Texas. Jackie from Texas. Elizabeth from Maryland. Jenny from California. Kristen in North Carolina. Pam in Washington. Ashley from Colorado. And Jen in Tokyo. Welcome, everyone. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. My name's Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. Yes, on this week's episode of Remember Twilight, we are reading Breaking Dawn, Chapter 3, Big Day. Big day. What day? The biggest. Big day. The big one. Oh my gosh. What happened last week? Well, last week, we get like a little recap from Bella about her life and who everyone is and what's happening. Carlisle tells her all about the cousins and we learn about the immortal children and the, the child plague that happened happened in the vampire world and then Bella has her very own immortal child dream uh, in which everyone she knows dies and then this scary red-eyed baby looks at her and then she wakes up oh man Bella's dreams you know what I mean I do (laughs) and last week's chapter was also the wedding eve a wedding eve wedding eve so that's I think that's what that dream that was like a stress dream yeah so Bella wakes up and she's like sweating and cold and it's still dark outside and she's like very upset by this dream that she has so much that she just like lays in her bed until the sun rises like trying to calm down it takes her so long very long time and so she's like all right the sun is up I can start my day she goes down to the kitchen and she like tries to find something to clean but everything is already clean (laughs) and so she just like pretend cleans until Charlie Charlie wakes up and then he comes downstairs and she's like, perfect, I'm going to make Charlie pancakes. I'm not going to make me pancakes. I'm not going to eat at all today or tomorrow, (laughs) but I can make Charlie pancakes because that's a normal thing to do when Charlie needs to eat. That is something that she can do. And, you know, I also tried to eat pancakes on my wedding day and couldn't. (laughs) My brother Willie, like, made me pancakes for the morning and I was like, thank you. I will not be eating these. Like, I just couldn't. No way. Yes. So once Charlie sat down and starts eating, Bella begins bouncing and goes over his tasks. And she (laughs) tells him, don't forget, Charlie, you have to pick up Mr. Weber at three o'clock. And Charlie says, Bella, that is my one thing that you've told me to do. And I do remember it. And I will do it. Bella knows that Charlie has taken off the whole day to come to the wedding. I underlined that like 20 times because I thought it was so... Charlie. It's probably his first day he's taken off from work ever. (laughs) It's the most Charlie thing to do. But you know, with that whole extra day off, he can't help but like glance at his fishing gear every once in a while. I thought about that. And I was like, I don't think that Charlie actually wants to go fishing. I just think that he's so nervous that he's like, the only thing that will make me not be nervous is if I go fishing. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe I freaking took the whole day off because I am so nervous. Well, yeah, he knows has until three o'clock to just <laughs> wait till three o'clock. Um, but 
Annabelle is like, that's not your only thing you have to do. You also have to get dressed. And then Charlie scowls into his cereal bowl of pancakes. <laughs> Did Bella put his pancakes in a cereal no, bowl? No, uh-uh. I think that... Bella made Charlie a complete breakfast. You know when you see the commercials Ah. and they say this cereal is part of your complete breakfast and you're supposed to have like pancakes and orange juice and eggs and sausage and a tiny bowl of cereal. Cereal should not be breakfast. I'm just putting that out there into the world. I'm not saying that I always follow that rule or that I care if my kids eat cereal for breakfast and only cereal, but it is supposed to be part of your breakfast. Well, I'll tell you, 90% of what I've eaten today was cereal for <laughs> breakfast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. He's not having pancake cereal, even though I wanted him to be. Pancake cereal sounds cute, though. <laughs> I mean, think if you made all your pancakes and you like cut them up and you put them in your bowl and you put the syrup in and you'd like eat them with a spoon. That oh, sounds like it could be a gosh. good time. That's actually such a good idea. Pancake cereal. Holy crap. Bella invented it. Can we do that for our next Twilight party? Cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then while Charlie's muttering about how he has to wear his monkey suit, there's a tapping at the door. And Bella's like, you don't get to say anything because I have to go be Alice's Barbie doll all day long. So Charlie's like, yes, you're right. And Bella gives him a kiss. And then he's like, oh my, mm, a Bella kiss on her wedding day. Bella. And then she goes and opens the door for her best girlfriend. Not her only one, though. Just the best And one. soon to be sister. <laughs> so here we have Alice on the porch, hair in the cutest, perfectest mm. pin curls mm. with a very straight to the point expression because she barely goes, hi, Charlie, before she drags Bella away into her car. Girl has an agenda. And she's like, Bella, look at your eyeballs. Why didn't you sleep at all last night? <laughs> look at your eyeballs. And Bella's like, I'm sorry. And Alice is like, I have a very detailed schedule. I cannot spend a lot of time doing color corrections on your dark circles. Okay, but wait a minute. I had a real, I wrote it like four times. Did Bella shower? <laughs> she didn't. She got up and she got dressed and went downstairs. Bella, Bella, Bella and everybody, you got to shower mm-hmm. on your wedding day. You just got to. You write it into your New Year's resolutions. I will shower on my <laughs> wedding day every time. It's the first thing you do. You got to. I feel like Alice must have cleaned. She does. It says that she buffs every inch of her body. So they did a full body exfoliation. Buffing. Yeah. Which is fine. Still. Don't be like those white celebrities who are like, you only have to shower when you stink. True. Mm. That's a good good tip. Okay. Bella is very unconcerned about Alice's beautification because Bella already knows there's going to be 30 other vampires here and all anyone expects for her is to be wearing a wedding dress and get married. <laughs> Plus she might fall asleep, which is a concern. But Alice promises that she'll throw her bouquet at her when it gets close. And also she'll have plenty of time to sleep later. Right. <laughs> and then we learn about the big secret honeymoon. No one has told Bella what's happening, but now Bella knows that she'll have lots of time to sleep on the plane tomorrow, which means wherever they're going, they're not going to get there tonight. Alice realizes that she accidentally let this slip, but she's definitely not going to tell Bella anything else. (laughs) Also, Alice is completely packed for Bella because... Letting Bella do her own packing would give away too much. Oh my gosh. Can I just uh, stick in there real fast that Bella goes, I wasn't too stressed about the mystery, but it was kind of strange 
not knowing where I would be sleeping tomorrow night, or hopefully not sleeping. Ayo. Bella! <laughs> Bella. There's also this whole conversation about how Bella just really needs to get used to Alice shopping for her because if she's going to be her very own sister in 10 hours, she's just got to accept it. <laughs> They're almost to the Collins. Bella asks where Edward is, and Alice just tells him he'll be there before the music starts, and that she doesn't get to see him. They're doing everything traditionally. And Bella's like, traditional, good luck. And Alice is like, well, aside from you guys. But Bella's like, how could Edward not know what I look like? And Alice is like, well, I'm the only one that's seen you in your dress for a very specific reason, and I'm always very careful to not think about that when I'm around Edward. She's just always doing the alphabet. In 38 languages. <laughs> so they get to the driveway, and Bella sees that Alice is decorated just like she did for the graduation party, and that all of the trees are covered in their twinkly lights. The graduation party that was one month ago. Uh-huh. Do you think she just left them up? Absolutely. And then she's turned the them point? off. There wouldn't be a point. Yeah. Yeah. But this time she's added white bows. <laughs> Cute. They drive into the garage. Emmett's Jeep is still gone. So none of the boys are back yet. <laughs> Bella wants to like go see what the house looks like. But Alice is like, no, we're going straight up to the bathroom. And Bella's like, why don't I get to see the decorations? And Alice is like, it's for the reveal. I want you to like be overcome with beauty as you walk down the stairs. Bella gets her eyes closed. They go up to the bathroom. But Bella certainly can smell something. And she's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and Alice is like, obviously the flowers. And Bella's like, it smells so good. I smell a hint of orange blossom and a little bit of lilac. And uh, Alice is could like, you? could you do that? You only missed half of them. <laughs> I could never even pick one. I feel like orange is a good a distinct smell. I couldn't tell you what a lilac smells like. They do smell good, but I don't know either. <laughs> Bella's a botanist. And the bathroom, Alice has every beauty product from Sephora on the counter. Bella thinks it is unnecessary because she's going to look plain next to Edward anyway, but Alice is like, nope, no one's going to dare call you plain when I'm through with you. Bella's like, that's only because they're afraid you'll kill them. Who? The humans who don't know that she's a vampire? Exactly. They're not afraid of her. They just think she's weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bella tries to nap through the experience of being masked buffed and polished everywhere everywhere every surface all of them mm -hmm. <laughs> they have lunch apparently it's after lunch time at least when rosalie comes in they shoved food into bella's like, mouth <laughs> goldfish crackers open <laughs> chomp please they're making her chew <laughs> edward's like bella needs to eat at least 1,000 calories before the wedding. So please feed her. Rosalie comes in looking beautiful in her shimmery gown with her golden hair piled in a soft crown on the top of her head. So beautiful. Bella almost cries. Mm -hmm. And also what's even the point of anything when Rosalie's around? Literally anything. But Rosalie comes with news that all the boys are back and that they're out helping Esme and offers her help with Bella. And she's like, do you need some help? I can do her hair. And Bella's like, oh my God, I wish I would have showered today had I known Rosalie's fingers were going to be in my scalp. 
She tries to close her mouth. She cannot. What do you do when your biggest crush of your life actually pays attention to you finally? On your wedding day. Stare. That's not fair. Throw up. (laughs) Bella then tells us about how she's not Rosalie's favorite person. And also Rosalie hates every choice Bella ever makes. But they're working through it. Alice is like, yep. Do the braiding and she kind of shows her how she wants it to be. And so then Rosalie starts braiding Bella's hair with a feather light touch. And here's where I'm certain that Edward made them go through the bubble training with Esme Mm -hmm. before they could touch Bella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. They had like a whole family weekend of it. They got so many bubble guns. Think of how many bubbles got popped because Rosalie was so mad. (laughs) She was so annoyed. Bella's eye. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. And he's like, that's too hard. She just almost kills him. Mm -hmm. So Rosalie finishes the hair and she goes to get the dress. And then she also is told to get Jasper, who is in charge of Renee and Phil. And it's at this point when Bella can hear like people are starting to come over to the house. They get her in her dress. Bella nearly wobbles to death. And she's shaking so hard that her dress is like, <laughs> Alice reminds her to breathe. She needs to lower her heart rate. She's going to sweat all of her new faces off. And Bella's like, all of them. no problem. <laughs> There's layers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Alice leaves Bella alone to go put on her very own dress. And Bella just starts counting her breaths. <laughs> she looks how shiny her skirt is. She's not going to look in the full mirror yet, though. And then Alice comes in, also in a very pretty dress. And Alice is like, don't worry about me. I don't. It's you. Everything's you. That's some good best friends forever mood right Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. And then Alice does a very good check in saying, are you in control of yourself or do we need Jasper? And my response to that is regardless, get Jasper available this whole day. She's like, wait, they're back. Does that mean my mom's here? Can you imagine Jasper picking you up and giving you a ride home from anywhere? Just like, oh my gosh, the whole ride would be like, oh, everything's so beautiful. This is so nice. How do you drive so good? Like, <laughs> Lots of practice, ma'am. <laughs> so yeah, Renee is here. She is coming upstairs. And we learned that Renee has been here for two days. And Bella has tried to spend a lot of time with her, but Renee only wants to hang out with Esme and do decorating. (laughs) As far as I could tell, she was having more fun with this than a kid locked inside Disneyland overnight. In a way, I felt almost as cheated as Charlie. All that wasted terror over her reaction. But of course she's excited about it. This is exactly what Renee wanted for herself. And she didn't get this when she married Charlie. And it's what she wanted. And she didn't get it when she married Phil. And so now she's getting it through Bella. Mm -hmm. Once again, she's living vicariously through her daughter. And uh, it bothers me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Renee comes in. Oh, honey, you're so beautiful. I'm going to cry. Alice, you're amazing. You and Esme should be wedding planners. Where did you get this dress? It's so beautiful. Bella, it's like you just stepped out of an Austin movie. A lot of stuff coming from Renee right away. She's just screaming it. Um, She tells Bella how creative it was that they designed the theme of the wedding around your ring and how cool it is and Alice and Bella are just like hee hee it's actually not based on the ring it's based on Edward <laughs> is it funny to like my wedding theme is my husband <laughs> <laughs> 
I find that very funny. When you're Bella, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then Charlie shows up and he's like, oh, <clears throat> Renee, Esme needs you downstairs. Renee's like, oh my gosh, Charlie, you look dashing. Renee's surprised that it's already time and everything's gone way too fast. And she feels dizzy and Bella's like, yeah, that makes two of us. It's not your wedding, Renee. Go downstairs. Goodbye. Yeah. So she gives Bella a hug before she leaves And then she's like, wait, Charlie, where's the box that I'm in charge of, but I made you be in charge of? So Charlie pulls the box out of his pocket and he gives it to Renee and Renee opens it and then gives it to Bella. (laughs) Big Renee energy here. Oh my gosh. She's like, it's something blue and something old too. These were your grandma swans. And Charlie's like, we had the jewelers switch out the stones. So they are sapphires now. And they're these two big hair combs like you saw in the Titanic. That's so sweet. Bella, this is too much for her. But Renee tells her this is the only thing Alice would let them help with. (laughs) (laughs) No, you will make it look tacky and gross. But do you have those combs? Mm -hmm, (laughs) Charlie's mm -hmm. like, I do have the combs. They're so pretty. They were my grandma's. Mm -hmm. I think that's so sweet. Very sweet. So Alice comes over and she sticks them in Bella's hair. And she's like, okay. And then also your dress is new. So flicks a garter at Bella. (laughs) Here you go. That's mine, but I want it back. Love it. Another, that's like another really strong BFF mood Mm -hmm. going on. Bella, of course, blushes at this. And then Alice is like, aha, that's what we were missing. And you know, Alice did Bella's makeup really pale because she knew if she put any blush on her, it would be too much pink. So she just let Bella natural, her natural blush color her face. Bella is officially perfect, according to Alice. So it's time for the rest of them to go downstairs. Alice quickly sends Charlie to go get the bouquet so that she can put the (laughs) She does a little sexy, sexy, let me put your garter on under your skirt. Just one last time before you get married. (laughs) I'm going to get up in there. (laughs) She is her best girlfriend after all. She truly is. (laughs) So Charlie comes in. Rosalie downstairs starts playing the piano. Bella starts hyperventilating. (laughs) Charlie's like, Alice, are you sure she's okay? Is she going to be able to walk down these stairs? Um, And Alice just says, she'd better. (laughs) We don't have a choice. I'm not carrying her. (laughs) So Alice, she comes over, she grabs Bella's hands and she says, focus. Edward is downstairs waiting for you. Alice pulls Bella out of the room. Charlie comes with them. The music's louder out here. She can smell now a million flowers, which I'm sure isn't really like an overestimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all Bella's thinking about is Edward. Alice tells Bella that she needs to count to five and then follow. And then Bella realizes that it was a big mistake having only Alice as her bridesmaid because then she's going to look extra clumsy. The music changes and Bella knows that's her cue. And so she just whispers to Charlie, don't let me fall. Uh. And he just holds on to her. And now I'm going to (laughs) cry. I know. Ah! Him grabbing her hand and just squeezing it and holding it there. Because, you know, she's got her hand tucked in and he just holds it. It's too much for me. Bella does make it all the way down the stairs to the ground. And it's only then that she actually looks up at what's happening. Imagine this. This was so beautifully written because I was like, I could just, it's so beautiful. She looks down. 
the entire time that she's walking down the stairs because she doesn't want to fall. But she's looking down, looking down, looking down. She looks amazing. She doesn't realize how good she looks. And she doesn't realize that she looks confident and she looks put together. And they get down there. And then at the very bottom step, she finally like lifts her eyes and lifts her face and then blushes. Perfect. Alice, you did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To plan that out, to see that in your future vision. mm, She knew. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty. It's the prettiest thing I can think of. I was like, this is so gorgeous. The first thing Bella sees when she looks up is all of the white flowers. Literally, they are dripping from the ceiling. Everything is covered in these white flowers. She kind of looks over the crowd and then she sees Edward down there. (laughs) She knows that Carlisle's down there and that Mr. Weber's there. She doesn't even see her mom. All she can see is Edward's face. Like she zeroed in on him and that's all she can see. And this is the line Marin read at the beginning. But it's worth rereading. <laughs> Where Edward just looks so perfect and so in love. And the second he looks at her, he just breaks out in a big smile And Bella just wants to, like, literally sprint to get to him. But Charlie is still grabbing onto her really tight. And so they walk down the aisle, which Alice made very short. (laughs) And also they don't have a ton of people that are there either. So super fast to get there. It's just their house. It's Mm -hmm. their living room, you know. Charlie takes the hand that he's been holding onto and he puts it in Edward's. They do their vows and they only had one little change, which is to change the line till death do us part to as long as we both shall live. In that moment, Bella becomes herself. It's really perfect. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Bella realizes she's been dumb for wanting to put this off because while, yes, there's a lot of attention on her. That's not what this day is about. And she's like, this isn't just a gift. This is like my forever. I get to be with Edward and stay with him. She starts crying. Well, she's probably been crying, honestly, since she started walking down the stairs. But it's only now that she realizes that she's crying because now she has to talk. Yeah, we learned four books ago that Bella doesn't understand when she's doing physical things. So she says, I do. And then it's Edward's turn. And she says, when it was his turn to speak, the words ring clear and victorious. I do, he vowed. So then your husband and wife, Edward, grabs her face as if it were as delicate as the white petals swaying above our heads. Should we just read the rest of the chapter? Yes, because look, I just bracketed it. (laughs) I put a big bracket and I just wrote... I cannot. Uh (laughs) So yes, absolutely. I tried to comprehend through the film of tears blinding me the surreal fact that this amazing person was mine. His golden eyes looked as if they would have tears too, if such a thing were not impossible. He bent his head toward mine and I stretched up on the tips of my toes, throwing my arms, bouquet and all, around his neck. He kissed me tenderly, adoringly. I forgot the crowd, the place, the time, the reason only remembering that he loved me, that he wanted me, that I was his. He began the kiss, and he had to end it. I clung to him, ignoring the titters and the throat clearing in the audience. Finally, his hands restrained my face, and he pulled back too soon to look at me. On the surface, his sudden smile was amused, almost a smirk. But underneath his momentary entertainment at my public exhibition was a deep joy that echoed my own. The crowd erupted into applause, and he turned our bodies to face our family and friends. 
I couldn't look away from his face to see them. My mother's arms were the first to find me, her tear-streaked face the first thing I saw when I finally tore my eyes unwillingly from Edward. And then I was handed through the crowd, passed from embrace to embrace, only vaguely aware of who held me, my attention centered on Edward's hand clutched tightly in my own. I did recognize the difference between the soft, warm hugs of my human friends and the gentle, cool embraces of my new family. One scorching hug stood out from all the others. Seth Clearwater had braved the throng of vampires to stand in for my lost werewolf friend. Okay. <laughs> well, that was so perfectly and beautifully written. Mm-hmm. I want to... Th- Thank. I wish I wish I could look at Stephanie Meyer and say thank you for this gift of writing their wedding so succinctly and so beautifully. Like she got straight to it. It was the third chapter of the book and she didn't waste any time getting to it and then she just gifted it to us in this beautiful uh, yeah, they also did such a perfect job in the movie of that kiss as the camera spins and like the crowd just disappears for like a full turn. It's like, <gasps> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> if this book didn't actually like unbelievably get better than this, I would just close it now and be done. But I know it gets better. It gets better and better and better. I can't even like <laughs> Stephanie. Thank you for doing this for us. It's so beautiful. I love it. That's all. I don't have anything else. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back next week with more wedding happiness. Yeah, we will. (laughs) And then it's just a couple more weeks until we're going to be doing our live episode two from Forks. We're thrilled. We are thrilled. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for us. We love and adore this job and we're so glad we get to do it and remember don't let me fall love you guys bye bye (laughs) you've been remembering twilight with Marin and emily you can stay in touch on instagram twitter and facebook at remember twilight podcast please consider joining us on patreon for a weekly bonus episode access to our notes original artwork and to connect with our awesome community you can message us at remember twilight podcast at gmail.com send us a voice message on anchor or leave a review on itunes check out the show notes for all this information and more thank you to stephanie meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true